0: This is a paid commercial program, unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the show. Indeed, six minutes after four o'clock, ready, locked and loaded to talk employment law over the next hour uh, leor is your best chance of getting some straight talk and some correct information if you're wondering uh, anything to do with your employment, whether you're an employee or an employer for that matter have something to do with uh, temporary layoffs or uh, some of the peripherals uh, in employment law having to do with covid 19 and the pandemic bring it on there's there's no dumb questions just answers won't take you but a moment to dial that phone And get some answers live here, 604-280-9898. You prefer the email route, you can do that as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And as always, the website we direct you to, absolutely free and anonymous. It's a beauty, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Want to get to this topic today, and that is you can't always be legally fired, even if severance is paid. And we'll get to some of those talking points in just a bit. But first, the uh, the week there was a situation, Lior, that's come across your desk, uh, one or two in this last week or so. How are you, pal? Good afternoon. Hey, John.
1: Good afternoon. Uh, can't wait to talk employment law. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, something special we want to do here on this show. So uh, hit it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> happy You're birthday. Awesome. Happy, happy birthday to the one and only oh, John Scholes, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, today yeah. is a big birthday for my good pal Johnny here and dedicated uh, professional that he is. He's still on the air here with us this evening uh, doing this show. Johnny, happy birthday uh, from all of us. Uh, Andrew's here as well. I heard you turned 19.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 1971, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, thanks fellas. Yeah, 50 years, hard to believe. Another half century to go apparently, so hopefully we're still doing the show at that time cuz there'll still uh, we be people be. calling in going, "What's severance?" <laughs>
1: Well happy birthday, my friend uh, thanks, uh, you know thanks for uh, for all the hard work and uh, great to be here with you and with all our listeners on this uh, employment law show. So if mm-hmm. you do have issues about employment law, this is the time of course to to call in with those questions so we can get those issues solved right now. Uh, we can solve them. you can solve them in a few seconds often at least feel better, know what your rights are. be armed and empowered by having that information call us right now we are live taking your questions answering those problems and of course making sure that you know what your rights are don't be bashful there really isn't such a thing as a bad question and of course if you want to have a more in depth discussion absolutely easy to do call me at the office email me at the office throughout the show we're going to give you that information but to get started as john said before the birthday celebration. Uh, week there was couple situations that came across my desk very recently. Now, these situations uh, remind us that even where businesses may be impacted because of COVID-19, they still have legal obligations to employees. First one I'll tell you about John involved a gentleman that had uh, worked for almost eight years as a in, in the night shift. Now his employer lost a very big customer because of COVID. And as a result of that, they no longer had work during the night shift. So they said to this person, sorry, you can't work night shift. In fact, no one's going to be working night shift anymore. But good news, we'll be able to accommodate you on the day shift. So you can start next week on the day shift. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to. Uh, for, for As anyone that works night shift will tell you, you structure your whole life around that. So he said, for me to now all of a sudden go to day shift it was a massive, massive ordeal. Not what I want to do. So he called me. And he wanted to know what's going, what what are my rights? Now, John, there's no question that his employer is not a bad employer. They're not picking on him. They lost the customer uh, because of COVID-19, so they're doing what they can. But that does not change the law. And the law says that an employer does not have a right to make significant changes to terms of employment. And taking someone from a night shift and saying from now on your guy, you're gonna be on on the day shift, you're gonna be the day shift guy, that is not legal. An employer cannot do that. So this person has a right to treat this as a constructive dismissal. Even though this is a COVID situation, this is, employer is not picking on him. This employer is not trying to hurt him. Still, they don't have a right to do that. He's gonna be owed about nine months severance and I'm gonna help him get that. So as I said, a reminder here is despite COVID, even if the business is trying to adjust to COVID, they still don't have a right to make significant changes hours, pay, location, yeah. none of those things, if they do, you can treat that as a constructive
0: dismissal. Again, 604 280 That's the number to call in this afternoon on the radio and uh, ask your questions live here with uh, with Lior. What's the second matter, Bill?
1: So again, another reminder about the effects of COVID and the fact that it does not extinguish uh, legal uh, obligations. So I spoke with a gentleman who worked as a, as a manager at a restaurant uh, here uh, in, in Vancouver. Now, while well, the restaurant is open, business is slower, of course, and the owner of the restaurant said, well, you know, we don't need a full-time manager because just the business is not uh, busy enough, sure. so stay home, hang in there, and we'll call you hopefully once the uh, business is back up and running at full speed. So he called me, and he wanted to know, do I wait for how long, what are my rights, so despite the fact that clearly the restaurant is not the same as it was before COVID, still an employer does not have a right to put him in this case it's a temporary layoff there is no right to put him on a temporary layoff so he can of course as i said before treat this as a termination of his employment he does not have to accept sit at home wait despite the impact of COVID. so for him he's probably owed about four months of severance he's been there for about two years And yes, he can absolutely get that severance. So this is an important reminder when it comes to these temporary layoffs, even if it's because of COVID, your employer does not have a right to just put you on a layoff temporarily. If they do, you now, the employee can treat that as a termination if you want so that you're not sitting out there in no man's land waiting to see what happens. If you want to treat it as a termination, if you want to get your severance, reach out to me. That can be done quite easily.
0: You know, we've often said when it comes to these matters, if it's a change where you think, like, I mean, uh, your, your first matter was the nights to days, maybe this guy, you know, his family might, not in this case, but maybe it's a situation where he turn around and say, hey, you know what, my wife is thinking that might actually be good that we can go back to a bit of a normal lifestyle. He may not know if it's going to work. Can he kind of try it for a bit and say, under these circumstances, I'm going to cut you some slack. I'll take this out for a spin for a few weeks. And if it doesn't work, I'm not staying. Can he do that?
1: Yeah. And in fact, it's quite a reasonable thing to do because he may do it and hey, who knows? He may like it. It may be better. Mm -hmm. But the only way he can do that and not give up his rights is if he tells his employer that's what he's doing. So employer, I'm going to start working the the day shift, but I'm not accepting that. I'm going to try it out. I have no idea if I'm going to be able to manage it. And I'll let you know in a couple of weeks how that's going. So as long as you say that, yeah, he can try it out for a couple of weeks and then still make the decision does he stand the day shift completely forever or does he tr- still treat that as a termination? So you can try it out. You can only do it for a short period of time and make sure your employer knows in writing that that's what you're doing.
0: And thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. It is uh, four seventeen, so the day is still early. Lots of time for your phone calls. That number six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. dot We'll get to our content for the day. That is, you can't always be legally fired, even if severance is paid. How's that possible? We'll discuss that. But as mentioned, the phone calls are always top priority. And in that regard, we'll get to uh, to Corey's our first uh, first call. Hey, Corey. Good afternoon.
2: Hey, good afternoon, guys. How are you? Yeah, good. What's up, brother? I uh, just recently received a one of those temporary layoffs, you know, due to COVID in my industry. I'm in, in aviation, and I, I've never been down this road before. And I just, first off, I want to know, like, is there any kind of notice that they're supposed to give to such as to for temporary layoffs, like, like a week, or a couple of days, or is there any kind of like? I mean, I think I'm in under the federal law statute, so I mean, they seem to my you know, company seems to do things, you know, in regard applicable to federal law.
1: Yeah. Now, Corey, are you unionized? No, we're not. Okay. So here's the thing. A temporary layoff is actually not legal. Federal, provincial, doesn't matter. So when we're talking about do they have to give notice, well, it's legal. It's illegal. So it doesn't matter notice or not notice. They simply are not allowed to. Meaning, by, by, by me saying that, meaning you, you really only have two options. Option number one is you can wait. And and wait to hopefully get called back Uh, and if they do call you back you go back and you go back to work fine that's option one option number two is you can treat that now if you want as a termination of your employment and get severance so those are the only options. so it's not about notice it's about the fact that they legally don't have a right to do that to begin with if you're not part of a union now Corey how long have you worked there for
2: Uh, since 2016 in March
1: so you could potentially be owed about six months severance. So okay. that that's what you ultimately have to decide. Do you want to say, okay, I'm out of here, I'm gonna get my severance and move on? Or do you wait it out? So if you decide that you wanna get severance, certainly can help you, not a complicated process, but that's a decision you have to make.
2: But I uh, when, because uh, things are really tight, of course, financially, and I'm just wondering what would be the, the best option for my family, like, if I go and say, hey, I want my severance, and and treat as a termination, do I get cut off any kind of EI benefits that I just applied for? And then now I'm just, it's going to go in litigation and then i got to get my severance? Is, is that how it works then?
1: Well, the reality is th- these things oftentimes and most times, in fact, don't need to be litigated because they're simply not complicated from a legal standpoint. Okay. No, EI should not be impacted here. Uh, although okay. keep in mind, you can't have EI and severance for the same period of time. So if you get severance next week, as an example, you're not going to have EI. Let's say you get six-month severance. You're not going to have EI for six months. EI will kick in after the severance ends. But this is not a situation you're going to need to fight this for the next two years. Oftentimes, we can resolve this in a few weeks. You have to ultimately, of course, decide what is best for you, what is best for your family. But if the decision is, I'd rather have my six-month severance and move on, sure, easy to do. Give me a call off air. I'll now, help you do you do really
2: think that, because I know I remember under the conditions of employment or when it's some kind of contract in the very beginning, there was something that said uh, when we part that I'm only owed two weeks. That was something mm. that we signed years ago. Now, is that, is that true, that was all I would get?
1: Well, it, it probably isn't, but of course, you know, being responsible, we'd have to dot our I's and cross our T's, which means I'd yeah. want to see that document. But the nice thing is we're not going to do anything until we've dotted those I's and and T's, et cetera. So we're not going to do anything until we review that, until we make sure that there's nothing at all that we're missing. So that's a good place to start. Let's connect off air. Let's review that document, and then we'll know for sure what you're
2: Okay.
0: Thanks, Corey. Appreciate the call. Here is how you are going to reach out. Please do keep this number with you. 604-283-3123 to get a hold of Lior and his crew after the show. 604-283-3123. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. It is just that simple. That's why you call the show. You get some you get some uh, questions answered for sure. 604-280-9898 is the way. Brian, thanks for standing by. Good afternoon. Hey, how's it going? Good brother, what's on uh, um, your mind?
3: Okay, so, so in two weeks' time, um, my company's gonna put a rollout an app that everybody in the field has to download, and it's gonna put a GPS tracking device on our personal phones for 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 them to track us uh, for payroll. And it's gonna yeah. be, um, and I can't really tell my this company to. I'm not doing it because four out of the, say, say four out of the six sheet metal companies in town, uh, or the biggest sheet metal companies, are using a very similar app as well.
1: Now, Brian, I understand you're a part of a union? Yes, I am. So the union is your advocate here, and the union is the one you have to talk to about whether they can do this or not. Now, generally speaking, an employer can track someone while they're working so long as it's not a device that allows them to track you while you're off work that there's a way to turn this off they could do that generally while you're working to make sure that you're doing your job etc but whether or not that's allowed under your collective agreement whether uh, or not that's something that uh, is proper in your particular situation is up to the union to tell you and if it's not proper the only one that can do something about it is the union so Okay. Definitely that's a good place to start, and ultimately if the union says, yeah, it's fine, then there really isn't anything you can do. When you're part of a union, you essentially give your rights to the union, so you, you really have to see what the union says here.
3: Yeah, well, okay, so uh, my, my other question is, what happens if I have uh, a phone that's not a smartphone, say it's a flip phone, Right. Now, that, doesn't, that doesn't involve uh, apps or anything like that? But Does that make me unemployable now?
1: Well, you know, union? that's an interesting question. Uh, it, it, it shouldn't because it wasn't a condition of you getting hired, so it shouldn't impact you at all. Uh, but, again, the only one that could do something about that or, and, and fight for you if the company says you're unemployable is the union. So you definitely have to take those questions to the union, and I wouldn't wait on that. You should do that as soon as possible.
3: Oh, yeah. I am. I find it I find it very insulting that uh, I've been in the trade for 22 years, and now I'm getting trapped like a wild animal.
1: I understand. I agree with you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. so hopefully the union can help you out here Uh, definitely talk to them as soon as possible
0: Brian appreciate the call again 604-280-9898 we're live this afternoon your calls always priority and uh, Jillian you were up next good afternoon
4: yeah, hi, this is Jillian. Um, I have a quick question for you. Sure. Um, so a family member of mine was just recently given a written working notice um, after working full-time for 37 years with a company. And um, I'm still doing a bit of looking into it, but basically in this time, since she's gotten the notice till uh, a date in later in the year, she's being paid. But at the end of that, basically they just pay out any unused vacation for the year. There's no sort of severance. Um, It was sort of surprise, unknown, and just sort of looking into what we can do about that. There was some issues with um, a bit of ageism, a bit of harassment in the workplace, too, so just kind of looking at options.
1: Jillian, excellent question. So approximately how many months notice did she receive?
4: Um, So it would have been, uh, let me see, about eight, nine, like from the date of the letter, about eight months.
1: So let's call it eight months, fine. So your your friend is entitled to 24 months of notice or severance, meaning that eight months counts towards her 24 months, which means okay. at the end of that eight month, they still have to pay her another 16, right? 16 months plus eight months together is 24. So okay. that's what they have to do. It's not about what they plan on doing, what they want to do. It's about what they're legally obligated to do. Yes. Now, obviously, if there's also... Har- harassment or, or discrimination issues that's a human rights issue so we need to discuss that so okay th- now that you know that the next step has to be to get your friend to call me to make sure that okay. we have a plan of action to make sure that she gets everything that she's owed uh, but unless she signs something gives her rights away yeah she's owed another 16 months pay But also, if she's mistreated, she may not even have to stay there for the full eight months. If she's mistreated, discriminated against, we may be able to get her out of there now and get her 24 months pay. So she should give me a call as soon as possible.
4: Yeah, that's wonderful. That's excellent information to have. We will definitely do that. Thank you guys very much.
0: Thank you, Jillian. Thank you, Jillian. Appreciate that. And uh, the number again, 604-283-3123. So we got a couple minutes before we got to take a short break, so we'll slide in uh, Gail. Hi, Gail. Good afternoon.
3: Hi. Um, I have a question, which is basically probably for others because it's probably too late for myself. But I was part of the union but not a member, a casual, and mm-hmm. – I turned 71, so they force you to take your pension the end of the December 1st of the year you turn 71. And I chose not to terminate, which they give you that option, but I have gotten zero work since December 1st. Um, it's probably too late for me, but is there anything you do for the next guy? There are others coming up that this will happen to
1: So if you're governed by the collective agreement, then you are a unionized employee. So the union is the only one that can do something and and determine whether what's happening here is appropriate. In a non-union setting, this would be considered a termination of your employment not getting work since December. In a unionized setting, depending on your seniority, maybe that is something that they're allowed to do. So despite you know being in a casual role, you absolutely have to talk to the union here. If you're governed by the collective agreement, then those are the terms that, that bind you, and the union is the only one that can advocate on your behalf or even advise you.
3: Actually, I think then we have no case because the union, I think, is promoting this.
1: Then there's your answer. I mean, it's really kind of the law is the union's law when someone is a unionized employee. You know, employment laws almost kind of stay out of it and say, yeah, the union and the employers, it's up to them to figure out uh, what things are. So no one really can do something for a unionized employee if the union won't do it.
0: It is 433. Yeah, welcome back to the Employment Law Show. To call through, that is the number, 604-280-9898 to make that phone call here on air, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And as promised, thanks for standing off and, and hanging on at least through the break, Ed. How are you? I'm well, yourself. Beautiful. What's uh, what's on your mind?
5: Well, um, it's, I worked at a company and was originally uh, laid off in March of 2020. And, we, and then we were approached by the company, oh, would you please extend the severance payout for another six months to allow us to get our house in order? And then in mid-December, we received a letter saying, okay, you've been terminated, and please sign this release letter. Well, I read through the letter. I read and I made sure that there was nothing that I didn't understand. And I contacted the HR manager and said, Well, I won't be signing that because I'm not releasing any of my uh, uh, opportunities to get severance pay now and or in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I realized, okay, now I got to play hardball. So I sent a letter to the HR manager. Well, it turns out he's been let go. So the letter was returned um, not at this address. Well, that was true. He wasn't there. So I sent a letter to the president of the company, president and owner That was returned, whoops, that was returned, um, refused. So I just, I, the misinformation going out to staff, people actually believe that if they signed that release letter, that they were giving up all rights, just the opposite. I know the the employment standards branch will, would ignore that and they would allow people to, to move forward with a complaint. That's where I'm at. I've registered a complaint.
1: No, no, no. You cannot register a complaint. No, no, no. Uh, Let's stop it right there, Ed, because this is an important call, and the absolute wrong thing to do is to go to the Employment Standards Branch. How how long have you worked with this company for? Just two years. So uh, the Employment Standards Branch can get you, guess what, two weeks' pay, because those are your minimum entitlements. Your full entitlements could easily be six months' pay. But you cannot go to the employment standards branch. So for for that we have to use our the, the legal process. Uh, now they asked you to sign a release. I, I expect that they said, you know, if you sign here, we'll pay you something. What did they offer? No, you? no,
5: no, nothing. They're claiming Just sign buy- a release because it's because it's Tuesday and we want you to sign a release? It was a sign this release. We don't have any money, but I they have assets. And so I sent it I said in my letter. You should liquidate some of these assets and pay right. people severance. Stop mm-hmm. claiming poverty.
1: Okay, so so what you need to do, Ed, is let us do what we do, which is get someone's their their full what we call their common law entitlements. Uh, the Employment Standards Branch, other than get you two weeks' pay, which is you know uh, I don't know a tenth uh, or, or less of what you're actually owed, uh, it, it, that's the only thing they can do. So uh, no one's gonna ignore me. And if we, and in fact, we can force the liquidation of assets if we need to. It's not even that difficult. So what you need to do, uh, Ed, is give me a call off air. There's really nothing that you can accomplish, unfortunately, through the Employment Standards Branch. Uh, the release is not valid only because you wouldn't have gotten anything in return for signing it. So it's not that it would be ignored. It, the, the only time a release would be enforceable if you got something in return. We will pay you this amount of money and instead, in return, sign the release. But just to sign a release because they feel like it, yeah, it's meaningless. So you, as well as any of your colleagues that may have lost their jobs in this situation, should really connect with me, give me a call as soon as possible so that I can, I can help you get what you're actually owed.
5: Well, and I also have been trying to speak with some of my colleagues, and i said we've only got six months from the date that we've been terminated under the employment standards brand. Again, Act.
1: that's also not true.
5: So you, you, you actually can
1: absolutely ignore the Employment Standards Act. It, it, it really has nothing to do with the situation because you're, the Employment Standards Act only governs your minimum entitlements. You actually have two years to pursue your entitlements. I oh, wouldn't yeah. wait an extra day, though, because I don't know what's going to happen with this company, the owner, the assets. So I don't think time is on your side. But no, that's strictly speaking, I worry, speaking, you,
5: I worry you, that they'll liquidate yeah. assets and then walk away. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, time is not on on your side here. Ed. So you, as well if your call, as your colleagues, that uh, any of your colleagues that you may be speaking with, should reach out to me as soon as possible. But again, it's not an Employment Standards Branch thing. It's not an ESA thing. Uh, it's a common law issue.
5: Okay.
0: Okay. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. And uh, nicely done there. Here is how you're going to reach out. You can pass this along to your colleagues if they, uh, they're they not already listening to the show this afternoon. 604-283-3123. 604-283-3123, Ed, and help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now, you know how to call through. It's uh, 604-280-9898. 604-280-9898. Alan, thanks for standing by. Good afternoon.
6: Hi. Um, I've been fighting a company for three years next month, uh, wrongful dismissal and no severance pay after five years. Uh, what they've been doing is just keep changing lawyers. Every time we try to get a discovery, oh, their lawyers quit, or the uh, last one the lawyer called called us and said they won't answer us even. So is there... Does this just keep going on and on and on until they decide they want to deal with it, or I don't understand that part?
1: So I'm going to be very blunt with you, uh, Alan. Uh, You need to have a lawyer that knows what he or she is doing because our legal system does not allow for that if you know what to do. This issue can be forced. In fact, this could have been resolved. You said it's been going on for three years. It could have been resolved. It'll
6: be three years next month, yes.
1: It could have been resolved two and a half years ago, even with their shenanigans. So so uh, you know, I'm, I'm being very blunt. Any lawyer that allows a wrongful dismissal case to go on for three years because of uh, company shenanigans, I'm sorry, is not very good at what they do. So you really need to get other – if you don't like me, that's okay. Speak with someone else. But you need to get other advice. You need to get other help here because you're not going anywhere.
6: That's exactly what I I want. I signed a contract with them uh, for um, uh, they get 30% of whatever, right, Uh, at the end of it. Now, uh, like I say, I I call them every two months and ask what's happening. And they said they won't answer us, they won't answer us. And And then it was COVID, and then it was our lawyer quit, and then it was we fired our lawyer, and this has been going on. So... Uh, do you suggest you talk to them and? I
1: don't suggest you talk to them. I suggest you talk to another lawyer. (laughs) That's what I suggest you do. You wanna, you want my help, my team's help? Yeah, give me a call off here and I'll I'll help you. Uh, if you think that I don't know what I'm talking about, that's okay. Speak with someone else. But what you cannot do is continue along these lines. It's like saying, you know, a doctor who has a sick patient is saying, well, I've talked to your illness and the illness is not listening, so I guess there's nothing I (laughs) could do. I'm sorry. No, it's yeah. the lawyer's job to figure out what to do, and there's so many things that can be done. So, no, that that's just not acceptable.
6: Okay, that's excellent. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thanks, Alan. You bet. Reach out. Here's the, here's the way you do it. 604-283-3123, help dot c. It's frustrating, right, when you just, you just want to reach out to whoever he's dealing with and grab him by the neck and say, smarten up. Give this guy some help. Not help. It's but- not happening. John you know
1: how many times in, in in a month we get contacted by people that have been frustrated you know because they they've been stuck in the legal process and they don't feel that whoever is representing them is doing a a good job we get that all the time and and I'm sorry there is a legal process that needs to be followed but it allows you to force the issues if someone's being uncooperative so if you have a case right now, I'll say this right now. If you have a case and it's it's not moving, you're not getting uh, any results, it's been dragging on, you need to get a second opinion. You need to perhaps, perhaps make a change. It's not appropriate for that to happen.
0: Hey, you bet. Welcome back. And the number to call in, you still got some time. We still have open lines ready for you, 604 280 Nine eight nine eight Help at ca is the email address as well. Feel free to use that number and call us now while we sit here and discuss our matter for the afternoon, and that is you can't always be legally fired even if severance is paid. This is probably something that most people are going to scratch their head at, right?
1: You know, they're going to scratch their head because they've heard me uh, hopefully say for, for many years, frankly, on the radio is that, yes, your employer can let you go, as long as you get severance. So, and Mm -hmm. that's the general rule, of course. You may not have done anything wrong. Your employer, despite that, has a right to let you go, but they have to pay you severance. But there's exceptions to that. There are situations that, even if they're willing to pay you all the severance in the world, they're still not allowed to let you go. So that's what we want to talk about.
0: First one here is an employee cannot be let go even if severance is paid when the employee suffers or may be suffering from a disability
1: you cannot be let go because of a disability or because you've taken a disability leave or about to take a disability leave that cannot form any part of the decision to let you go if an employer does that that is a human rights violation they cannot do that should not do that you have a right if you're sick if you have a disability to be off as long as you need to as long as a doctor says you need to be off and your employer can't do anything other than continue to run its business and then try to take you back, if at all possible, when you're ready to come back to work. If the company doesn't want to take you back, decides to let you go arbitrarily, if the company is not trying hard to maybe accommodate you, if you have a, a medical limitation, that is a human rights violation and no amount of severance is going to rectify that. So remember, you cannot be let go because of a disability, that's illegal and severance is not going to fix that problem.
0: An employee cannot be let go when the employee demands payment for out, outstanding vacation pay or, uh, I guess for that matter, overtime or holiday pay, right? Exactly. You have a
1: right to enforce and stand up and ask for your rights. You have a right to say, wait a second, employer, you haven't been paying me overtime, please pay me overtime. Or, employer, uh, you didn't pay me my vacation pay, I need that, etc. cetera. You cannot be let go because of that. In fact, I'll, I'll take it a step further. Maybe your employer still refuses to pay your overtime, so you file a claim with the Employment Standards Branch. You cannot be let go because you did that. We call that a reprisal. It's illegal. Your employer cannot let you go because you're standing up for your legal rights. That, the reason for that, of course, and hopefully it's obvious, is that if you could be punished for standing up for your rights, then, well, no one would want to stand up for their rights. You should always feel confident to stand up for those rights, even if you're not sure if you have rights, you can ask questions, you can get the information to, to find out what your rights are, and you cannot be punished any way, shape, or form. You cannot be let go because of that. Even if the company says, Here's your severance, it's still illegal. There could be other repercussions to the company. They may have to hire you back, there may be other damages and fines they have to pay. So you cannot be let go because you're standing up or demanding your rights.
0: Again, questions as we sit here and discuss this topic. You have that or something else on your mind? 604-280-9898 would be that number. Okay, you've been given severance, but you cannot always be legally fired even with that. Another example is when the employee is working under a fixed-term contract. So this is a bit different.
1: You can be let go when you're on a fixed-term contract, but it's not just about severance because... If you're on a fixed term contract and you're let go before the end of the contract the company has to pay you the balance the balance of the contract so your normal severance may have been i don't know three months if you have a year and a half left on the contract you have to get paid for a year and a half so we're not just thinking about severance when we're on a fixed term contract we're thinking about the fact that the company has to pay you the balance of the contract example very simple. Signed a two-year contract, uh, you know, to do a job for two years. Company says after six months, yeah, it's not working out or we decided to make a change. We're letting you go. You've only been there for six months. Yeah, severance for you may be a couple of months pay, two, three, four months pay. But uh uh-uh, because you signed a two-year contract and you still have a year and a half to go, the company has to pay you the difference. So for everyone there on a fixed-term contract, if the company lets you go before, now you know. Now you know that you could be owed a substantial amount. I once had a case where someone was owed five years, because they signed a five or six-year contract. They were let go shortly into it. Company had to pay him about five years' pay. It's the law. It's simple. Uh, so definitely something for both employees and employers to keep in mind.
0: See that you know when I when I hear that, it makes me think: Are, are contracts like that old school? I mean, why would you get you? I mean, if you're an employer. In that example right there, a two, three, four year contract, you sign someone up and for some reason something goes sideways on you. Now you're now you're looped in to pay why would someone hire somebody under a contract? Just just hire them and let them go if you need to let them go, no?
1: Exactly. You're you hit the nail on the head. There is absolutely no reason to hire someone on a fixed term basis. Doesn't matter, frankly, if it's for six months, for a year, for three years. There's just no need. Hire someone indefinitely if you need to let them go you can let them go with severance And in fact if you're the employer you can limit that severance if you need to by way of an employment agreement so to hire someone on a fixed-term contract and you know there's other problems that can happen with the fixed-term contract if the contract expires and the employee still continues now they're employed under an oral agreement which mm-hmm. is not good for the employer so frankly for employers a bit of a waste of time in fact a bad idea to hire people on a fixed-term basis.
0: The talking points we're going through here are, uh, you know, you can't always be legally fired, even severance is paid uh, when an employee, oh, we love this one, when an employee announces pregnancy or comes back from a maternity or parental leave.
1: So 2021, John, we're still talking about that. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, I wish I could yeah. say that we won't be talking about it in 2022, but I think we will uh, yeah. because despite uh, how obvious I think it is and it should be, I still see these issues come up all the time, weekly, where someone, in fact, for some reason, it seems like more often recently over the past couple of months, but uh, where employees are not uh, brought back, let go while on a a parental leave, uh, when they're ready to return, company says, we don't have a job for you, you're gone. Can't do that. You cannot be let go while you're on a parental leave because you're taking a parental leave or you're coming back from a parental leave. You cannot be let go. And it doesn't matter if the company says, here's your severance check. No, they cannot do that. That's a human rights violation. It's a violation of the Employment Standards Act. It's illegal. The only time a company could conceivably let someone go is if they can show that there's absolutely no job. It's impossible to employ them. We shut down the department. We had to let go 25 people. There's just nothing there anymore. So yeah, in that situation, very limited situation, Maybe then the employee can be let go, but otherwise, no. So the the rule is very simple: you don't do anything to an employee taking a maternity leave, parental leave, father or mother it doesn't matter. You certainly cannot let someone go in that situation.
0: You may have been paid severance, but you still cannot be let go when that employee makes a harassment complaint. I don't know. No, no
1: yeah and and you know we talked about the idea that you can't be uh you, you can 't be let go because you're standing up for your rights well that is a, a, an example of that first of all, we start with the idea that every employee has the right to be treated properly at work, not to be in a poisoned work environment not to be uh, mistreated and if you are mistreated, what you should be doing is tell someone tell someone in the workplace h r the manager the owner file a harassment complaint. You have a right to do that, and your employer likely has policies dealing with that. And what you should know is that you cannot be let go. You cannot be fired for doing that. Illegal completely. I call this the big dome of protection. You have this dome of protection around you if you file a harassment complaint, meaning nothing can happen to you, even if it turns out that you were wrong. Even if it turns out that maybe what you perceive to be harassment wasn't really harassment. You still cannot be let go in that situation. Uh, There could be a violation of a number of statutes. It's illegal. It's not even about severance at that point. So please, don't just suffer if you're being mistreated. I'm always happy to talk to you, but you can also feel free and confident to file a harassment complaint in the workplace knowing that you cannot be let go.
0: Let's get to a couple more of these before we uh, wrap. For the day, you've been uh, given severance, but you cannot be fired right before an employee is due a large bonus or a commission payment, for that matter, in sales.
1: Yeah, so employer says, wait a second. We, we have to pay old Johnny here uh, a big bonus uh, in, in March. Well, right now we're in February. I know what to do. Let's let him go. <laughs> wow, aren't we smart? Because now we don't have to pay the bonus. Uh-uh. Doesn't work that way at all. If the bonus is otherwise earned you cannot avoid paying it by trying to find a convenient termination date that's illegal that's bad faith it's not something that's gonna uh, ever be successful so an employer that does that not only will they uh, have to pay severance we know that they'll have to pay additional damages as well Uh, i've seen that happen often again recently as well the general rule is you have to get whatever bonuses are owed to you potentially even bonuses in the future. If you're owed 12-month severance, you could be owed bonuses for the next 12 months. So, no, your employer cannot just avoid paying you bonuses, commissions, etc., just by finding a convenient termination date.
0: And this one, finally, is uh, really important with the aging workforce of you know, being, being given severance but cannot be fired because of their age.
1: Age discrimination, of course, is illegal. Your employer cannot choose to let you go because of your age. They cannot force you into early retirement. They cannot do any of that to you. You're the only one that can decide if you retire. And if your employer picks on you and chooses you to part ways because of your age, illegal human rights violation and no amount of severance, John, is going to fix that.
0: Good for another afternoon. Look, we really appreciate all your phone calls. You stepped up big time. We hope you gave you out some good information. If you didn't have a chance to call in or something just to uh, pete your interest now, that's okay. Got a number for you, 604-283-3123 to reach Lior and his crew at the firm at any time. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address. Simply employmentlawyer.ca to catch a... Links to our long-running TV show as well across the country. And finally, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the website with all the information you need. We'll catch you next time, next afternoon, Sunday, that is, right here, Employment Law Show on CKNW.